Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, a podcast about the new TV series Gotham airing on Fox, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. For other Batman-related podcasts, check out the BatmanUniverse.net. I'm Josh, and we have with us... This is Consuela. This is Donovan. And today we are going to be discussing the episode Balloon Man. In this episode, a mysterious vigilante is uh, essentially attacking people who are known as corrupt in Gotham City, such as a corrupt police official, a corrupt cardinal, and corrupt cops, and uh, taking them out violent style. Uh, Gordon and Bullock are on the case. Meanwhile, we have developments in the lives of uh, Barbara Keane, uh, Fish Mooney. We are introduced to... Don Maroney, and we see uh, Oswald Cobblepot try to make his way up the ladder in his sort of insane way, as well as developments uh, with Selena Kyle and, sh- and uh, continuing the cliffhanger between the last episode, which said she knows who killed the Waynes, and of course, Alfred Pennyworth and Bruce Wayne. So, what did we all think? Well, we'll tell you now. <laughs> so, yes, what, what did we all think of this episode? Um, just real quick, I'll just say that. Um, not not by a huge deal, but I did enjoy this one more than episode two, which I also enjoyed. Um, I thought it was interesting because we're we're getting a, a, a more sort of like plot of the week stories, which you know are fine. But this one was a bit more extravagant. Really? Well, I, mean, I, think, I think like in terms of like the stuff that like distracts uh, Bullock and Gordon. See, the me so much of like what happened in this episode didn't exactly hinge on the events of last week's episode, but like. A lot of it played off of it. Like, you know, you can't have that first act with Gordon and Selena without the previous episode and even the villain's motivation, you know, and like the reason why he like, you know, liked Gordon comes from the events of last episode. I think uh, maybe, maybe I misspoke. Like, I'm not saying that like. Yes, you did. You this uh, that like, like this, this is episode by episode episode is a different thing. I think that like what I meant to say is that like we are getting a new single one and done story with each episode, but that really is kind of small beans compared to the larger scope of the continuing developments between like, the, the characters. So that's that's what I, I meant to say, but somehow I failed to do even that. Again, you know, there are just certain plot lines that I'm enjoying more than others. I, I felt like the the Jim Gordon and Bullock relationship took a step backwards from the the previous issue, uh, the previous. <laughs> episode uh because i thought that yeah i know i I thought that while they had this sort of um not a healthy relationship but they were sort of growing together and working together in the previous episode i felt like this one they were butting heads a lot more and um there was more conflict involved with this and i completely understand that it's an important point that you know gordon he wants to find the the wayne killer the real one, and he will continue to hold it against both of them that Pepper died and he was, in that sense, innocent of that crime. Um, but I'm wondering if, if that's going to be repeatedly brought up and then repeatedly Bullock is going to say, you need to stop mentioning this, you need to move on, that sort of thing. Um, I liked the vigilante. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I almost wish that it wasn't this random social worker and it was someone that we had already seen. Like when they introduced that uh, lieutenant guy that, you know, had his... his mustache dude? Yeah, that had his sergeant, uh, which was... In Not award. Detective Flask. No. Um, and he had, you know, he had the award that he, he used to beat people with. <laughs> um, I almost wondered, oh, wow, is he going to be, you know, balloon man? Um, but I guess it wouldn't have made sense since he was dirty and everything. But he I faked w- his own death. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in the first one, I just thought, why are you introducing this new cop? And I thought maybe he was an inside guy and he would know kind of the, the dirty people. And so he would go after him. So I thought it made sense. But it was just, you know, this random guy that we saw at the very beginning. And there wasn't as much of a tie. And I kind of wish that it would have been someone that had... Um, better ties to the police organization but i did like the fact that hey we did drop the word vigilante and you see jim gordon as the the gordon that you see in the future him being against batman so you already get a sense of his nature and wanting still to follow those rules and seeing that someone even though they are doing something that 
is helping the city, they're doing it in the wrong way, and, and he doesn't like that. And so I'm glad that we got a little taste of that, and I think it was good for uh, Bruce to also see that sort of thing. And, and I like how he's sort of like starving himself um, for whatever reason. <laughs> I guess, you know, the same reason that he was uh, hurting himself and, you know, just very angry. But then he seems to have a motivation after seeing Balloon Man and, and seeing that, you know, this guy may be doing things for the right reasons, but in a wrong way and, and maybe something clicking inside of him. So I like how there are little um, ties to the future and they aren't in your face as Josh hates those sorts of things. Uh, but yeah, yeah I'm just, I, there, I there, were, there I, was one line that was a little too much, but otherwise I liked oh, it. Gosh. I'm just waiting for, um, you know, the Gordon Bullock relationship to get better. And I understand it's not going to be really quick, but, but I don't know. That's, that's what I'm really most invested in. Um, well, let me interrupt before Josh talks. <laughs> but I, I would, I would actually agree that like um, I am, I'm really liking seeing Jim and uh, Harvey interact. But at the same time, I think it's been a lot of the same. It's been kind of like the same flavor each time. It's like Jim doesn't like how Harvey uh, works. Harvey doesn't like Jim being, you know, kind of like a stand-up guy. And I would like to see it develop. If not, you know, if they don't like how they, if it works, at least they kind of like. Um, you know, a little bit more of a visible mutual respect. So I kind of agree that, like, you know, while I do enjoy it, I would like to see it develop more than it has. Even though it is on episode three and there is room for that, I would like to see it happen sooner rather than later. But he, he shot the balloon. I thought that was a step in their relationship. He shot the balloon. Oh, yeah. Well, he kept everyone, telling him everyone, to Everyone has stop. a balloon shooting moment in their, in their relationships. I think it was – that was a powerful moment. I mean you're kind of making fun of it. But the fact that he kept yelling oh, at him I, to stop I, I, I legitimately liked that moment. Yeah, no, because you did see that. I think he does – even though he's kind of annoyed at him and he calls him a Boy Scout, which is kind of funny since that's Superman's um, moniker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that he's Well, the Boy Scouts of America are a legitimate organization that like – Of course. You know, are separate from DC Comics. Kal-El of Krypton. Yeah. Um, I like the episode, and one thing that I thought was interesting, I looked this up online, and I don't have the writer and the director's name in front of me because I'm not in front of my computer, but the pilot and Selena Kyle were both written and um, by the same person, and they were both directed by the same person. So this is the first episode of the series where we're getting a different director and a different writer, so maybe that changed the tone a little bit. I did enjoy this more than... Um, uh, then I enjoyed Selena Kyle. Not that I hated Selena Kyle, but it was a step down for me from the pilot. And this is still not as good as the pilot, but better than Selena Kyle. Yeah. So we still have enough episodes of the show where I can rank them, you know, off the top of my head. So this is now my second favorite episode of the three. Uh, so I like that stuff. I liked how it played off of the events of the previous episode, which is good for an episodic, you know, television show, whereas, like, what happens in one episode is consequential to the next one, so you feel like there's a build-up in everything. Uh, although, like, the, the only thing that wasn't really consequential from the last episode is, like, you could have you could have skipped Oswald Cobblepot's whole plotline from last episode. Like, if they cut all his scenes out from Selena Kyle, and the first time that you saw him after he killed the fisherman was here, mm -hmm. it, 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 it wouldn't have, like, affected anything at all. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah. I think he comes I mean, back to the city too soon, in my opinion. <laughs> Two episodes after Gordon says, "Never yeah. come back to Gotham." He's he's at he's at Gordon's doorstep, Hi, going trick or treat. Yeah, um, yeah, well, and there, there, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, killing joke flashback. How in the world did he get James Gordon's? Uh, um, really, but that, but that's, that's not even Gordon's address. apartment. Yes, it's Barbara, Barbara Keene's address. How in the world? Isn't she like a famous art dealer slash medical doctor? Um, let's talk about How that. How about she can't afford such nice places that are only one, one of my One of our friends, Stephen Lacey, <laughs> just posted something on Facebook uh, the other day, which actually hit home. And he says that uh, Barbara Keene has to get out of the house. And I thought about it and it hit me. <laughs> Three episodes in, she has not left that apartment once. And, like, most of the time she's not even, like, she's not naked or in lingerie, but, like, you know, she's, like, barefoot, like, in short shorts. So, like, she, she's barely done anything, like you know, more than, like, be in the house. And that is kind of bothering me. So from this episode on, we are instituting accounts where, like, how many episodes it's been since <laughs> oh, Barbara Keene has been out of the house. So right now. Zero right now? Yeah, right now we're three episodes in counting and Barbara Keene has not left that house yet. 
She's um, only said that she's going to leave the house. And she's been smoking marijuana in this episode. It is a nice yeah. I really want to leave. Oh, we're talking about that. <laughs> oh, we have a lot to talk about with Barbara Keene this time around. <laughs> a lot of whining. Um, uh, well, before we – if I may, if I may be so bold. Before we get into uh, the idiosyncrasies of that character, just real quick because I think, I think we don't have to take too much time on this. What did you guys think about the whole Balloon Man plot in terms of like – it was sort of like um, – eccentric you know it was, it's a pretty it's a pretty eccentric like like a uh, comic booky way to get rid of people like i mean did that like just i'm not saying you know if you had to hate it or love it but like how did how did you take to that like seeing people just rise from the sky and randomly fall on women <laughs> it was it was visually terrifying and it was you know it's nice for a tv show and both of you know about me and my fear of heights so obviously it struck a chord with me i didn't think about you until now you just oh, thanks. I, I, honestly, though, when they showed the, the Cardinal on television, I did laugh because I thought it was funny. That's – okay. I wish that they would have shown the Cardinal earlier because after like one of the commercial breaks when like Gordon and Bullock are like, there, there, there's only one balloon left. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? We only saw two go up. Where's the third? And then like a scene later, you see like a flashback via news report, the Cardinal going up. Yeah, because so. he just says we only have to worry about one. It was like, yeah – they put so much focus on the first two that they like neglect the third one for whatever Which, reason. And you didn't need to show the first one, but like it, you know, if we missed one balloon, then you know, I bet it was because the that 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 cardinal was suspected of child molestation. So they're probably like you know, well, who cares about that? So let's, that's that's probably the one that you need to investigate less. That's probably like the the, the audience wouldn't really mind seeing his. Or maybe they cut that scene for whatever reason. Um, because they have been, I guess, cutting some stuff for censorship because when we saw it in San Diego, the pilot, uh, Bullock had a line about, um, was that cut in the, in the, uh, broadcasted version? Um, the version I saw on Hulu had the line cut. So I'm assuming that it was cut in the broadcast version, and we said it in the first episode. We don't need to repeat it unless people like to hear it, say it say it again. Well, <laughs> anyway, and then also, um, I mean, I have I have my suspicions about like censorship in the Barbara Keen Renee Montoya scene too. Like, so maybe the Cardinal scene was cut. It, it does make that it does make that line awkward, but you know, luckily, it's explained in the next few minutes. So what do you guys want to uh, hit up first? Uh, which plot line? Talk about Fish Mooney and Carmine Falcone's game that they play to each other called Let's Beat Up Each Other's Love Interests. It's Poor- um it's a fun game that like apparently people lose. <laughs> Poor Laz. <laughs> no I feel bad for that guy. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for him too. She's like, man, Lazlo has sure been, you know, bumming me out ever since I ever since I let my boss beat him up in front of me. Maybe I should fire him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't mind getting beaten up. I just, I'm just worried about you. Oh, Laszlo, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> He's done everything you asked, on and off the books. So, like, uh, but I, I mean, I guess whatever. It's more seriously. We're talking about like the um, I almost said it myself. The fish storyline. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the fish versus Falcone storyline. You know, we're in like this episode. It was just. You know, let, let's try and intimidate each other by beating up like innocent people. <laughs> can we, um, did we mention this last episode? Can we talk about the fact that like it might be a recurring theme to have every episode end at the fish club or wherever it is? We, we talked about that in the last episode. We 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 called it Luther Mansion. It was in the blues and everything. Oh, uh, Falcone, what a delightful surprise that you're here. The next day, and the next day, and the next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Christmas Allen and Renee Montoya show up to see fish this episode, and she tries to turn them against Falcone, and um, and, 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 and fish like very clearly, you know, is like guilty and hey, very clearly. Uh, <laughs> oh, I sure hope that your girlfriend Lydia was it. I sure hope she's breathing fine. It's Actually, Natalia and Nadia. I sure do care. <laughs> Are you saying that you you want there to be a set change? Or do you have a problem with it being at her club? No, I, I'm, I'm just teasing about it. I, I just find it because, like, the, the, what we referenced about, like, in kind of going back to Smallville, there's always people showing up at one person's place all the time. It's, it's just it's just a funny observation. I don't really have a problem with it, but um, I, I did I did like, like what I was going to say. I did think it was a funny how kind of blatantly obvious that 
that uh, uh, Fish was the one who did it. Um, <laughs> although Falcone seemed to seem to think it was Maroni, though, and I don't think he was like faking with her like he was in Selena Kyle. I, I think he he was like, oh, do you think Maroni? I think I think he had an idea it was her because he he doesn't seem like to be a pretty he doesn't seem to be a doddering old guy. He seems to be pretty cagey, but uh, even still, like she could not have been more obvious. Like she was just kind of staring at him. I sure hope that was it, Natalia. Yeah, Nadia. It's weird because it's like Nadia or Natalia, and like I feel like she had a different name in both scenes. Well, she 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 asked. Did she get it wrong? But whatever. But I should. Yeah, but but then like the wrong name was like actually the right name. I'd have to watch again, but that confused me. Well, it didn't confuse me that much. It just like you know I was like so wait like was was. Laszlo wrong before, or not Laszlo, like the, the not Laszlo guy who told, you know, Fish what the girl's name was. Yeah, and it's the big guy. <clears throat> the big guy. Maybe, he, maybe he's the next exercise well, partner. Well, I think it just, I don't think so. I think that's her, like, um, main, uh, what would you call him? Just, like, beefy guy that's going to protect her, her main bodyguard. I, I think it, it just heightens the fact that <clears throat> she she was treating her like an object and an object that she could easily take away from Falcone um, or just get back at him. So I think her not knowing the name and not necessarily caring is just like her um, not not being sympathetic for that and, and just trying to get back at, at Falcone in, in any way that she could. Mm-hmm. I don't have an awful lot to say about the fish Falcone, you know. Or this episode, other than I think it's funny that they have this game called, you know, let's beat up the person that the other one's sleeping with. Well, you know, I brought this, I think I brought this up to you earlier, Josh. That like, wouldn't it be kind of funny because there's a seriously like this hateful tension that they have. Uh, and this is a random idea, but like we keep saying fish falcone because it rolls off the tongue. So like the, the idea of shipping immediately is invoked. If they were to ever get married and she like, you know, kills him and like, you know, takes over both empires that way, I think that would be an interesting turn of events. Sensationalistic as it may be. I don't know. If we keep on mentioning fish falcone. I don't think that they trust each other enough to get married. But uh, this, but that, and then this is when someone quips back, well, husbands and wives don't trust each other anyway. <laughs> or like. <laughs> or like or the best alliances are like you know built out of mistrust or like stalemates or something uh but yeah what, she wants to take over his empire though it's not just mistrust it's that she wants to get rid of him in whatever way possible and and be the top of the the food chain so i i find it very interesting that and i think when we see her she needs to be in her club because she is, I mean, the boss in that place. <laughs> she can't hang out at Barbara Kane's apartment like everyone else. No, that would be a little bizarre. Uh, and anywhere else, she'd be a fish out of water. <laughs> She's passing the joint. <laughs> fish oh, out of water. Okay, anyways. Um, but it's very interesting that those scenes are Falcone coming into that territory. So in a way, he's like encroaching on her you know, spot. So I think when she says, what a, what a pleasant surprise, she doesn't want him there at all. Um, so yeah, somebody mentioned said this on TV tropes. What um what do penguins eat? Fish. Fish. And he had morning. tuna. He had tuna sandwich. Yeah, I, I caught that. Yeah. No, no, but they eat fish. So which means that penguins gonna overthrow fish. Oh. Uh I thought you uh. were about to get like. <laughs> I know you're going. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had because you went a completely different way. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh my god, no, I would not suggest any penguin fish sexual. I hope fan not. fiction. Yeah, yeah, that, that that would be weird. And yet, you know, it's already out there. Well, I, I was going to say that, like, uh, they we it was referenced last episode, but we see the Don Maroni in this episode, yep. and um, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I kind of like how he's being played because he's he's already being played as kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And like, guys, he, he, I guess he has his own restaurant that if he doesn't at least you know sit around and hang out with, he at least owns. Yeah. Um, so I, I liked I liked the inter- introduction of that character, and I'm wondering. Um, I, guess, I suppose it's like a it's a three three on three battle for Gotham, and that like he's not aligned with anybody. So I'm wondering who's going to take who out. Well, he he's basically like Falcone's number one and Maroni's number two. There's probably like other crime bosses too, and like Fish. Fish isn't any number. She's she's considered part of the Falcona uh, empire. So, I mean, I uh, so I guess it's no accident that uh, that you know Cobblepot chose that restaurant and everything. Um, I do think though that hanging out at like you know your rival like 
not not that it's his rival anymore because you know he's no longer with Fish and Falcone. But now that he's, I'd be afraid of being recognized there. That someone would say, "Hey, isn't this you know Fish's boy? What's he doing here? He's a spy." And then they'd kill him. But you know, evidently that I guess that's not a concern. Um, I'm not I'm not crying plot hole or anything like that. I'm just saying that's something that I would be worried about if I was him. Well, you know, the, uh, I, don't, I remember what I was going to say. You mentioned Barbara Keene earlier, never leaving the her house. Have we seen Fish Mahoney for Maloney, whatever her last name is? Have we seen Jada Pinkett Smith leave her club? Any of these episodes? Um, she was in it. She was in an office. <laughs> she was also. Yeah, she was in an alley too. She was in uh, an office. Uh, when was she in the alley again? First episode, she was like yeah. like using Lucy. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. We've never seen Essen leave her office, but in, in fairness, you know, there, there's a difference between someone like not leaving their office or their place of employment or their apartment ever being in like, you know, skimpy underwear or something. A man shirt. Yeah, or a man shirt or. Let's just get to that scene because we, we, we were talking about the bit for that. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> we found out some interesting stuff about Barbara Keene's past this time around. I, I personally would like to know Stella's thoughts first because I don't know them. Can you – I didn't even know – you were saying like the something? The what? <laughs> the what? What scene are we talking about? The, the scene where Renee Montoya comes in and okay. reveals that they have a past being drug addicts together. Yeah. What was the <laughs> – I just couldn't tell scene. what um, – okay. How you were describing it, I, I couldn't tell. It was what, like what, the, what the other t-shirt scene, we... scene. I don't know what Donovan was calling it. I couldn't tell. Um, what do I think about them being drug addicts and Renee Montoya having some sort of problem? And of course, lying as all drug, drug addicts do and breaking up the relationship and then coming at her and kissing her. What do I think about this? <laughs> too much. There's yeah, too what did much. you think about Alex and Piper? Who? Okay. Um, yeah, we talked about that in the pilot. Oh, sorry, Stella. Oh, did we? No, that's fine. I It's so much being thrown at once that, I mean, is there intention to break up James and and Barbara and get them back together? Or is the intention just to have, like, sensationalism in there and try to make it as spicy as possible? Um, because Renee Montoya, I love that character in the comics. And this oh, yeah. character, I don't, I'm not enjoying um, I mean, people can have problems. To, it was so weird and out of left field that Barbara Keene is like smoking a joint. I'm like, what? What? Uh, you, you're like a professional. You should be at work right now. And this is. I had a tough day. Um, <laughs> uh, give me a break. And and then yeah, Renee just saying that you know she struggled. She, she had lied. a tough day in her like three million dollar apartment. I know. <laughs> I I didn't like it just because I think it's tearing down the character. You know, I I could. I I don't really care that they had a relationship in the past. I mean. That's fine if you want to do that, but I, I think there's too much like they're damaging the characters with having this like seedy past between the two of them. So I, that that's my take. If you want to have romance, it's fine, but keep the drugs and the lying and character destruction out of it. I think that like um, person for me, I I, I I don't know if it was so much that like kind of offended my senses as it was sort of like. I don't like Barbara Kane at all in the show. And, 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 that, <laughs> oh, no. that's, and that just t- typically comes down to like how, like, it, it feels very, very superficial. A lot of what they're doing, like, you know, she's like this big, vague success with this awesome place to live at that she never leaves because it is so awesome. And yet, little did you know that she had this like past with uh, this police officer where they were um, in a relationship, which is fine. And I don't know, because I, I, you guys keep on bringing like this drug out of thing. I don't know exactly to what extent. They were implying. I mean, I just, uh, it seemed pretty big. It was, she, yeah. She called her. Oh, you're calling me a drug addict because I'm doing this one thing. It yeah, is, but but she said, like, is that all you're doing? She's like, oh, yes, that's all we're doing. You know, but don't forget, you were there with me. Yeah, and so, Renee said that she was sober for a, a year. year now or whatever. No, yeah, I know that. I know that, but I'm, I'm saying I'm I'm not sure exactly what to pick from that. Besides, because it, 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 the, the dialogue it, indicates that they did that they did some hard drugs together. No, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. But I'm saying that like 
because I don't know to what extent, you know, I mean, obviously it's, it's not to a, a legal extent, but like, yeah. it's not so much like, you know, it's going down a plot that I might like as it is like, you know, it's just kind of throwing the idea of certain things in there to kind of big up the characters or at least make them, make them seem interesting. And for one, I mean, I, I agree with Stella. I don't, I don't like this Rolando Montoya. Uh, I, yeah. I, I thought that like, and um, I thought that her coming here says, you know, you need to stay away from Jim Gordon. And, and oh, by the way, I, I know what you did last summer and just, I, I, I thought that like me, it was <laughs> touche. I thought that like it was, it was meant to give Barbara more more put more investment in Barbara Barbara Keane's character, and despite the fact that I think that Relay Montoya, just from what I'm familiar with, is a more interesting character than Barbara Keane, and I did not like how it came off, and I just and, and again I, I said before no fault of Aaron Richards whatsoever, but I just really don't care for how they're doing because I. I find that like her, her character is completely superficial and hollow, and like, that's not me saying they're doing it wrong. But like, I don't care for how they're taking on this character. But what do you think, Josh? Oh boy, this scene <laughs> hit me like a ton of bricks when I saw it, just because it was really surprising. Like, like, wait, what? <laughs> Barbara Kane like is is doing pot, and like, wait, what? Herman and Montoya were drug addicts together, and um, <sighs> that there's a lot to talk about with that scene. There's a lot of fodder and. And it's it's funny because we mentioned like the last episode that you know like well, I wish that they do more with Barbara Keane. Well, here here we go. Here's more. She's still not leaving the house, but oh boy! Apparently, when she leaves the house, she parties hard. Um, she doesn't leave the house for that. Apparently, <laughs> that, that's true. Like, <laughs> I can have you arrested. Oh yeah, I can have you arrested. That's I'm sorry. Real quick, real quick. Like Barbara, is it, is, aren't they? Isn't she and Jim engaged? And yet Renee Montoya still has a key to her apartment. What the hell? Well, I, I, people, I have keys to people's houses who are no longer in my life. So, I mean, and you not do? because, yeah, well, yeah, it's not, not everyone does the whole exchanging of the keys thing. Usually you just trust the other person not to use the key to like go into houses. It's which clearly Renee Montoya broke that trust, although she was still home. Right. Um, it's, it, it leaves, it leaves a lot to the imagination, you know, like just what happened. And, a lot of people were making the orange is the new black comparisons after the scene in the pilot, but like here, it, it's it's like a very similar thing. If like because um, Barbara like Alex, you think she's Alex? I okay, would say she'd but, be okay, Piper. Fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, Barbara Keen would be Piper because she's engaged to somebody else and she's trying to move on with her life. And Renee Montoya is Alex in that, like, you know, Barbara <laughs> Keene says, all you did, all you ever did was lie to me. Like, that conversation that they had is like a million, like, Alex and Piper conversations. You guys watch a lot of television. <laughs> you brought me into the world of drugs. <laughs> you brought me into the world of drugs and, like, you know, and you're always a liar. Yeah, it's um, true. The kid, I thought that the kiss was very, very um, – That was weak. Interest, yeah, interesting in how weak it was for Fox because I, I hate to say this, um, but, like, Nickelodeon – has done like well zoomed out. Braver. Is that what you mean by it being weak? Just it it, it was really weird because like when they did the girl on girl kiss on the same network, when they did single female lawyer, aka Ally McBeal, it was like a long close up. And you now it's you can see you you see girl on girl kisses on Nickelodeon. Like all the time, <laughs> not all the time, but yeah, like like once I was watching Sam and Cat, and there was a girl on girl like lip on lip kiss, and it was more passionate than this was. Like it's a close up on their faces the whole time, then all of a sudden, like it pulls out, and like their faces are in the shadows, and like Renee Montoya does a quick like grandma peck on Barbara. <laughs> I'll see you later. Well, which I understand because like they're not in a relationship anymore. But at the same time, like yeah. like the way they they shot it, it felt that like they were trying to uh, save the audience from this the dangers of. Yeah, I felt like <laughs> they were trying to skirt controversy. I'm not some you know lesbian voyeur who like you know was like, come on, I want to see two girls kiss. I was just, it, I I just thought that it was an interesting choice and that it it, I, it made me wonder if like there's if they were afraid of generating controversy or the censors or something. I just feel that the whole scene was like it was very sensationalistic, and it didn't feel like there was an interesting story there. It was just like, oh, you guys, will be, you guys will like, you guys will be will want to know more about this, and it kind of had me rolling my eyes. And I think that that for me personally, that may has to do with the fact that it involves Barbara Keen in, in the series <laughs> Gotham. But that's not that's not that's not anybody's fault. For my Bar- Barbara Keen is still. Um 
over the summer, I did a lot of research on Barbara Kane because there was a controversy over um, who created her. And, you know, and as a result, me, I, I like read uh, almost like every single appearance that like Barbara Kane has had and like all of her incarnations to kind of like solve the puzzle of like how this golden age character who was kind of like more of a debutante became the character from Batman year one. So my, my eyes were on Barbara Keene, like, you know, when this show premiered. So and, and, and she's still a character who I watch for every episode, even though I don't always like what's being done with her. Um, I'm curious where they're going with this. And Don told me earlier today not to steal his moment in the sun, but that um, he didn't like Renee Montoya or what this scene said about her character. And I and I told him that, like. I still consider her a stand-up person because we constantly see her hitting the pavement with Crispus Allen. You know, the, she does her job, you know, she and she doesn't let, like, you know, her feelings for Barbara get in the way with it. But she, the reason why she's coming to Barbara is, in her mind, she doesn't know that Jim Gordon's, you know, the protagonist. In her mind, Jim Gordon is a dirty cop who's involved with the mob. And she's afraid that this person who was once in her life, this ex-girlfriend of hers, is going to get killed because of her association with a new guy. So if you were in that situation, you would certainly try and talk them out of like being with this, you know, loser. It's like Renee Montoya thinks that like, you know, she's in her own TV show and she's the star and she has to like save, you know, her love interest from the evil, you know, um, like bad, bad fiance. But it's actually the Jim Gordon show and she doesn't know it. I, 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 think, that, I think that you're in the right with um, how they presented Renee. It's like it's it's at the end of the day it's not that bad of a presentation, but to me it's like it's not like you're, there's always a disconnect between like you know a mainstream interpretation of a character that like comic fans know better and better stories with. So I kind of want people to get a you know the best take on Renee Montoya as they can. And I don't want them to have a watered down secondary like you know she was the ex girlfriend of Barbara Keene, a character no one should care about. <laughs> so like to me to me it's it's a bit of butthurt on my on my end as opposed to like. What they're actually doing, so I, I I can see that I think you're right in uh, how you feel about it more so than me, at least with, with Renee Montoya. I almost says, wish that we didn't have a relationship yet between Jim and Barbara, and like that was the romance, like them meeting and and developing that over time. R- Renee and and Barbara mm-hmm. or Jim no, and Barbara? No, Jim and Barbara. I'm gonna agree with that. That could be interesting, I guess, yeah. Because now we're just – I think the problem is that we already have this status quo, and so you're only getting to see Barbara through other people's eyes. You see her through Jim's eyes where she's always apparently in a robe or a T-shirt with no pants on. And then then Ray Montoya, but she doesn't have her own storyline. So I feel like if she was not connected to anyone, not attached to anyone, and living her own life, and then she meets Jim, then we'd be more invested in the character. But right now she's just like this – plot detail that only connects to other people and yeah i think i think that like the, the, at least with the show is presenting it um they're presenting this the, that scene with her and renee as barbara's storyline like, like the idea like you know oh that's definitely her storyline yeah yeah it's like, like this is the second like a time where we've had a scene of renee coming to barbara saying like you know jim's no good you're wrong about him like it's the same scene from the pilot except now there's more pot as opposed to plot. <laughs> in episode four, like, Renee's going to come over again. Like, really? I swear to God, you need to leave Jim. Wait, are you doing cocaine off of, like, the glass? I don't really, I, I honestly, I don't really care about, like, her smoking pot. Because it was, like, one incident. It wasn't like she was, like, had a needle in her arm or anything like that. But the, the point is that it, it was jarring to see, like, this this kind of mousy character from the comics be this Yeah. Much. <laughs> I think I sent out a text like, well, Barbara Keene is a smoking pot. Oh, and apparently she's an ex-drug addict, dot, 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 and so is Renee. Um, but, but Renee's had substance abuse problems in the comics, too. Does she really? I, I think she drank a lot in 52. Well, that's why I said substance abuse. That, that's considered substance abuse. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I don't so remember all that well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in the new 52, she was so... Oh, not the new fifty-two. In the regular fifty-two, like the, yeah. the fifty-two series, yeah. Which I did not like in terms of how they did her personally. Um, yeah, that's because it was more about Kate, I think. Really, that's, Kate didn't fit. Oh, yeah. While we're talking about Barbara oh, yeah. and Renee Montoya, we have to mention. Um, what was the website that did this article? 
I don't. I, I don't have my computer in front Asshole. of me. So. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, if you give me like a, like 30 seconds, I can find it out. But you have 29. Uh, it was like I think it's like, like 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 cinnamon blend. Okay, yeah, I think it was cinnamon blend too. Yeah, cinnamon blend posted an article saying that um Barbara Keene's obviously going to like become the Kate Kane Batwoman. To which I say, what? <laughs> um, that- that that sounds like like a desperate wish from somebody who doesn't understand how storytelling works in television. We we talked about that. There's a list of things that like should not happen on this show, and one of them is like before Bruce becomes Batman, um, Batwoman arriving on the scene, and Batwoman arriving on the scene as Barbara Keane. I just don't think we can have any member of the Bat family. Absolutely not. It. it you can have not. you can yeah. have these weird vigilantes that are going around like Balloon Man. That is fine. I think that's paving the way for what's going on. But you cannot have any member of the Bat family going on because that that would be a true betrayal. I think because Bruce Wayne Batman is the one who paves the way for that family. So to have someone else there would be really weird. It, like honestly, like like this is a legitimate point, in, which is why I'm bringing up Smallville. Having like it's like having Supergirl before Superman does not work in any kind of way. So you can't have like you know, I, it's an open. I shall become Batwoman before Batman because that's just that's just not that's just not that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And Batman's supposed to be a big deal in Gotham. So like Batman's supposed to inspire Gotham, not anyone anybody else. <laughs> so I would, however, be fine with Bruce Wayne finding out like his father went to a, a masquerade party with. Hey, 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 that'd be awesome. I it depends on how that. it was done. Yeah. But that would be like the only thing that I would accept. Well, let's, let's talk about Bruce this episode. Well, hold, um, real quick though, I mean, that, I think that honestly it's what's going to happen because there's clearly a conspiracy. That's the Waynes. So I think that the, the Lou Moxon thing might be that, that's that's more likely than not. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bruce, this episode, he um, he's no longer you know cutting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Rogers mentioned on the t- the Batman Universe website that um, he doesn't think that Bruce was actually cutting. Um, the we only say well, Alf- Alfred mentioned cutting, so yeah, or that's, that he was that's hurting a much himself. longer. And we saw that's him a much, burn himself. So that, that's a much longer discussion. But yeah. you know, Bruce is no longer cutting. Um, he is fencing with Alfred, and apparently, Alfred like does not know that no means no because Bruce like spends the whole scene. Alfred, no, Alfred, stop. Yeah, Alfred. <laughs> Alfred, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a confusing scene for me because I couldn't tell if Bruce was enjoying it or legitimately upset. Yeah, because like he, he'd like be like Alfred, stop! But then like he'd laugh. But then exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> I think the way that like at first he did, he like he said Alfred really stop, but like at the way that uh, Alfred was kind of playing a reaction to that, uh, he ended up enjoying himself because he was like, was he like laughing at the end? Oh, okay, okay. See, now I interpret that scene completely differently. It's, 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 it's Alfred trying to bring him out of his shell and get him to have fun again. Yeah, and, and and Bruce is like, "Quit." Okay, yeah, I completely did not read that scene that way. Well, no, stop making those horrible jokes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it did bother me that, like, you know, Bruce is saying, "I don't want to do this, Alfred," and Alfred's like, "Tough, you know." We're, we're <laughs> now let me do some bad voices while you while you giggle. <laughs> okay. Um, um. I do like honestly. It's it's so funny that like as much as I enjoy the show, I enjoy Bruce Wayne's character the most and I, I think that they, I think they're just doing they're doing a very good job because they could very much easily like screw the pooch on this child character who, who will be Batman like I, I really, <laughs> why'd you have to say that I don't know um <laughs> but I th- no I really, I really think that like like I think people who don't tend to like child actors Kind of look and look and wait for, for the day where they can proclaim that the Bruce Wayne character is annoying but he's been to me, the most engaging character, and that's probably because I am a Batman fan. But I, re- I really do like it. I like I, I like seeing more of Alfred. I like seeing you know them fence. And Sean Parker was legitimate. I mean, I thought he was doing a great job fencing. I mean, even if he do- I don't know if he knows it or not, but that like Alf- Alfred really knew what he was doing. So I re- I really like that scene. Yeah. Um. And this is the first um, Bruce Wayne episode where he doesn't have a scene with Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. That's, that's right. I that's think well, at some point it's going to be very like forced to like get them to come together. So I, I think they're they're playing it okay if they don't have those two always meeting up. 
I will say yeah, that, uh, I, I think we're beginning to see more and more like how Bruce is going to figure into the series because that's one thing we were asking ourselves with the pilot. Like, how can we keep on coming back to him while Gordon and Bullock are having their adventures? And, mm-hmm. you know, last episode in Selena Cloud, we suspected that maybe he'd like do something to contribute like at like with money each time. But this time it's I mean, I guess they're just going to have, you know, like you'll cut to scenes with Bruce and it doesn't necessarily have to mesh with the rest of the storyline and you know what i mean this episode showed that that's okay you Mm -hmm. know what's going on with bruce and alfred doesn't have to have anything to do with you know gordon and bullock searching for 99 red balloons they're doing a very good job in not getting into the ditch of oh bruce wayne will pay for this you know episode's adventure like 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 they do in the modern batman stuff like you know oh somebody turned themselves into some sort of genetic freak oh bruce this this little boy will have the wayne foundation pay for it they're not they're avoiding that so i'm glad that they're not relying on bruce's money for everything at all yet but he, he at least has a sense of, like, there is injustice in the world because the last episode he said, you know, how can I help? Yes. How could I help these people? Which I like. Um, just him, I think, getting more knowledgeable in the world and, you know, how he can help. Josh, you said there was something that hit you a little hard over the head. Was it the, the line where Alfred was saying, are you trying to see how long you can go without eating? Like, testing your limits. Was it that line? No, it was when um, Not Summer Gleason was, like, on TV, like, <laughs> boy... Who's going to protect Gotham now? Okay, Is there another vigilante uh, out there? Yeah. And then she looks directly at Bruce and says, Bruce. <laughs> that honestly, honestly I, I, like when she said uh, I, this reporter wonders who will protect Gotham. And then he, he, for the first time in the show, took a bite to eat. I was like, hell yeah. Ooh, that was yes. interesting that, th- that that was when he took his first bite. Yeah. That was because he he's like, you need to keep your strength up. So he's like, mm-hmm. I was like, awesome. That's, that's brilliant. I love that. Mm-hmm. I thought that the I, I I actually liked the line, but I thought it was heavy handed. Like it's, it's I, it's a moment I like. Yeah, you're, you're right. It is heavy handed, but at the same time, it, it it brought it within me a feeling of Batman's cool, you guys. So I I thought it was cool. I liked it. Um, and there are other characters in this episode today. Well, <laughs> we we haven't really said much about the main plot, but I mean, we should talk about Selena Kyle too because we have um, you know, kind of fifty two pickup from the previous episode where. Um, because Gordon has never read a Catwoman comic, he leaves Selena Kyle all alone handcuffed and like goes mm-hmm. down into the sewer. And as he was doing that, I was shaking my head like, no, don't you know that she picks locks? Yeah, and in the I previous understand. scene, Bullock says, where's, where's my pen go? Where's, where's my yeah, pen? Yeah. Yep. I, 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 this stuff's nice though. I mean, I, so far, I, I think that like, in terms of like, you know, like, like, like the, uh, foreshadowing to the, into the later series, I don't think a lot of the stuff feels forced. I think the, the the thing that feels the most forced might be the penguin stuff because it's hey, you look a penguin, penguin, and he dresses like one. But like, mm-hmm. I think that, like when it comes to, like Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne, for the most part, it does stray to like I think that's what the characters would do, like pickpockets and steal. Because I mean, Selena is like the majority of her appearances a kleptomaniac, so mm-hmm. it's it's all fair in love and war. Wait, yeah. what? No, uh, it's all fair game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I liked how we picked up from there, and um, I, I would have liked her to help Gordon a little bit more, but we have to have a whole season, you know, or possibly a whole series of Gordon looking for Joe Chill or Jack Napier or Lou Mox. Oh, hell with that Jack Napier. I, I don't I think it's, <laughs> she didn't do anything. She, uh, well, yeah, which we joked about at the end of the last episode. She's like... <laughs> it's like okay so what do you know um he put on a mask and gordon says well everyone knows that yeah but i saw him with it off for like a second in the dark you're i can right. see him i could see in the dark um <laughs> if you're holly berry you can <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> she's gonna grow up to become holly berry um, <laughs> a, a, another thing to talk about in this gordon plot is um he and uh, balloon man both fall and Balloon Man's carried off, like, in a neck brace on a stretcher. And Gordon, like, goes home, you know, no worse for wear. Now, um, you, can argue, you can argue that, like, Balloon Man landed on the van and then rolled off and then landed on the streets. And he's not in as good a shape as Gordon. Gordon has army training, and he probably, like, braced his body for, you know, some sort of impact, and he's in better shape. But even a fall from that height, like... 
he didn't go to the hospital. He's not a little bandaged. He did, he goes in the last scene, he was like kind of like like groaning and like, oh, I'm so sore from falling off of a built. <laughs> would you, Barbara Keen's like, would you like some of my pot? It's it's for medical purposes. <laughs> You're under arrest for. <laughs> <laughs> Penguin walks in and they're like both rolling one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a fat one is, though. <laughs> oh no! It all comes together. Oh yes, and Penguin's like, and now I can blackmail you. <laughs> um, I, I, it was one of those things where, like, like you see them very, very high up, but then when you see them actually hit the the truck or the car, they don't seem to be falling that fast. But yeah, a television. Well, uh, budget. It's you can explain why Balloon Man's more injured than Gordon, but I I think that Gordon should have been somewhat injured. I thought it was a little silly seeing like them like like. Gordon in the middle of the sky. Bullet, shoot the balloon. Shoot the balloon as, as they fly higher and higher and higher. I'm, I'm, I guess it's a part of the plot, but like it was a little cartoony. Not cartoony, but like it, was, it, was, it was a little... Uh, and I, I actually liked that moment. Um, I am bothered by the fact that like, you know, that, that one guy who they um, arrested in like the second act was like, had to explain to them about balloons popping, you know, once they got <laughs> high. Like... While they're researching a case about, like, dead bodies, you know, floating in the sky, not one of them, like, looked to research, you know, what happens to weather balloons when they get higher and higher. That was the one episode of the Magic School Bus that they missed, like, helium in a balloon. Which makes me wonder, like, would it have been made more sense if, if the, the balloon man was someone that was more related to the balloons? Like, he worked there? Could he have been the, you know? Because, I mean, why why was that the instrument of destruction? Yeah, where did you get that idea? Issues? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a child like because he, he's a child juvenile worker. And um, one day he was watching, you know, the kids in the orphanage were all watching up depending on when Gotham takes place. Because that, that's one thing people are mentioning, like that, like the show has a quote unquote, like timeless feel like nobody's pulling out tablets. So like this could take place like anywhere from like the late 90s, like through now. Have you seen a cell phone? This I think we have, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We have. I, I think we've seen like. Old, like older cell phones, not like you know Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell cell phones, but we've seen you know it's um, pe- people that mention and, and I didn't notice this when I watched <laughs> the, the, the TV Guide podcast. <laughs> we mentioned a lot of shows on here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we were full of pop culture references. I mean, it, it definitely takes place, you know, after Downton Abbey. Take that, Dustin. What were we talking about? Uh, we, we, were, we were talking about why, why the well, we were talking about the balloons, like why this guy picked balloons, and it's like I guess he works with a lot of kids, and kids play with balloons, and maybe one of them like said, you know, Mister Orphanage guy, look, I attached my GI Joe to a balloon, and now he's floating up. Will he ever come back? That gives me an idea. I mean, the the, the basic answer would be like this is Gotham, and everyone's weird, but um, I, I think it was an interesting idea. To me, it was like. I, I was confused as to whether they ever came down because those were helium balloons. I mean, obviously they would come down, but like, uh, well, we saw one come down. Like they say, okay, we've not found that body yet, but we're kind of. It was very, it was really bizarre. <laughs> like this, like float up and up and up. Um, I, it was, it was, it was an interesting thing because because of the source material that this show is based on. But at the same time, it was very, very weird. This, this is a stupid question. But, like, it's not like they're floating, like, super, super fast. Like, couldn't they attempt a rescue? Like, I thought that, too. Like, 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 like nobody could like, – they were, they were doing it in broad daylight, too, at least for the most well, – some of them. Well, I mean, it, it's too fast to get, like, a fire truck, you know? And I was thinking, well, you can't really get a helicopter too close because it will pop the balloon and then the guy will die. But, like, maybe if you get the helicopter, you know – above it the balloon or something and then you know lower a ladder down batman 66 style i mean i i don't know it's i mean i'm sure that there's some maybe it's all happening too fast to plan but i mean i was wondering like you know they're well, not giving away that rapidly is what, is there no way to save what these it, people? What it, okay here's another question wouldn't the, the butthole time wouldn't the balloon like you know just descend slowly after it runs out of helium or whatever is on the side of it or is that not accurate? Wouldn't it, instead of it just like I, popping them dying, wouldn't it like, you know, like as it as it ascends, it will eventually descend because there's no more inside of it, and they would eventually like like land to some place where they could land safely. As I don't know balloon science. Pl- plummet to this pole. I mean, I, I do figure that the people would like you know die from lack of oxygen. You know, once they got high enough in the sky, though. 
something tells me this doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we can say that though, because we it's not like we have any like things scientific to back it up. We're just like this doesn't feel right. I have seen a balloon go to the sky before, something like that. It, this made more sense than the balloons from Up that somehow were able to carry a house. Well, that was Dis- that was Disney science. I mean, anything goes there. <laughs> Isn't that right, Elsa? Um, <laughs> oh, we need to mention the cliffhanger. Well, yeah. Um, why is he there? <laughs> well, he he told him to stay out of Gotham. So obviously, the natural thing to do two episodes later would be to show up at his door while well, he's about to have happy time with his fiance. You think that like Oswald like thinks that he can like you know get a foothold in Gotham by helping the cop helping a cop. I think that he sees Gordon as someone that he can use because basically he can blackmail Gordon because he's, he's supposed to have killed him. And Oswald can say, hey, man, if you don't do this stuff for me, I can make trouble for you. If people find out that you didn't really kill me, mm-hmm. then um, then you're going to get in trouble. Now, of course, you know, he has to count on the fact that Gordon, you know, wouldn't just kill him right then and there. But, <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> don't you ever come back come back to Gotham this time. And then we have another two episodes of Oswald, you know, going on a walkabout back to Gotham. I'm trying to get my way home. It's the same exact thing. <laughs> another frat boy picks him up. Oh no, not again. <laughs> yeah, I I have no clue. What do you think, Stall? It's a it, it's a poor play. I mean, he a lot of people are in danger. He's in danger. He thinks I mean what what happenstance that he ends up in the restaurant that is um, run by Maroney? I kind of well, wish that I think he would that have that done his. I think I don't think so. I think it would be. I don't know. He said, "I'm exactly where I want to be." Yeah, but did he do that before or after he knew that Maroney was there? But I mean, he, he's he's been working, you know, with these crime families for a while. He he must have known. Okay. I don't think he, I don't, I, but I think if he must have known that wouldn't Maroney know who he is. That and 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 I mentioned that earlier, you know, yeah, in this podcast. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, won't someone recognize the guy who's famous for looking like a penguin? Yeah, and walking one like two, walking like one too. Anyway, so he's in danger. He's putting Barbara and uh, Jim Gordon in danger uh, because he's supposed to be dead. Uh, I don't really know why he's planning. You, why would he do this? Um, it's a shocking cliffhanger, obviously, and I'm surprised Jim Gordon doesn't turn to Barbara and say, "This is the man." You know, I'm accused of killing. So there he is. So now you can but, believe well, me. Well, Jim doesn't know that that Renee accused him of doing that to Barbara. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I wonder if she'll ask, though, who is that guy? And then is he going to lie to her? Is he going to tell her the truth? Well, but oh, this is, is a- this, this is my brother, Roger Gordon. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think they brought Penguin back too soon, to be honest. Do you not like that? That he came back to Gotham so soon? No, to, to, to Gordon. Like, when, when you say he came back too soon, is that an aspect that you don't think – uh, they should have done. I, I think they should have waited a little bit long. Why is he doing all the stuff that he was doing, uh, trying to blackmail, or I guess really as a ransom, all of this stuff? Well, and that's why I'm, what we mentioned about the last episode. Like, you could cut yeah. out all his scenes and it would be... Because it doesn't even know. matter. Yeah, so why is he trying to build... I thought he was going to try to build something over there and then come back. So, I mean, I don't know what his purpose is. And uh, obviously his purpose remains the same. He wants to be the head of, you know, an organization, probably take down fish. But I think it was more interesting him being, yeah. uh, uh, I think it's more interesting that he's elsewhere and building something on his own, then coming back. Rather than him being, but I guess it's necessary he's in Gotham, but why leave in the first place? I th- I just think that's weird. Because he had to. <laughs> he was pushed off a river, but yeah. Um, I know, part but then he could have just turned around and swam back in. Part of me thought that it was too soon, but another part of me liked that we're already getting this reunion. Because if this was a show like The Walking Dead or Smallville... Um, Gordon and Oswald would not have seen each other again until the mid-season finale or until even the season finale. Yeah. So I, I like that, you know, things are moving, you know, faster than I'm expecting for network TV. Because then, you know, you have all these, like, spinning the wheel scenes, you know, like in Walking Dead, you know, like th- they won't, you know, see the governor again for, like, you know, half the season. You know, you'll have, like, well, I'm, I'm not going to. 
I'm not going to go off on Walking Dead and, you know, how long it took them to do something about the governor here. But it's... Carl. 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 Um, I, I, have, I have no thoughts besides a general... Woo! Of uh, Oswald <laughs> at the door. I can't believe it's a man! But, like, I think... <laughs> I can't believe it's the camera! <laughs> but, um... Before we before we um, close up for this week, boys and girls, we gotta mention um, the casting of Harvey Dent for the show. So Nicholas D'Agosto, possible pronunciation, best known for his role on Showtime series Masters of <laughs> Masters of Sex. Okay, <laughs> he's been cast as Harvey Dent, um, who's an adult. So I think this is what I think we even <laughs> said. I think we even said on the last episode that we would not want Harvey Dent to be on here, like as an adult. But here we are. <laughs> What do we think about this? Um, it's I suppose it's 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 fair game, but at the same time, seriously, like like how much of how many of Batman's iconic characters are all like twenty five years older than him? Yeah, um, I really can't say anything more about it than I didn't say the other week, and that I'm I don't want everybody to be like you know already adults and established, you know, while he's still a child. I think that that's uh, problematic, but we'll see where they go with it. It does disappoint me, and because we now have Maroney and Harvey Dent, like I would hate for them to even like do the scarring of Harvey Dent by Maroney, you know, before all this. But you know, that that's all speculation. Um, I truly would not like that. It, it does make me worry about you know what track this is going down, but. I guess that remains to be seen. I mean, they can they can just make um, Harvey and Maroney like all all lifetime enemies for the for the course of the show, but they never they should never ever ever pull that trigger of him having his face scarred before Bruce even gets learns how to drive. Seriously, maybe it'll be something like The Departed and and uh, Harvey Dent is in Maroney like he's indebted to Maroney, so he's got like a dark past. <laughs> he he. He and Barbara Keene and Renee Montoya all did drugs together. So next week, the episode Aaron will be called Arkham. And the episode description is, as a contentious city council votes on the future of the Arkham district approaches, politicians from both sides are in danger. Gordon and Bullock must race to protect the council and an old friend visits Gotham in the all-new Arkham episode of Gotham airing Monday, October 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And um, I'm looking at the... um, guests our list and thomas wayne is going to be in this episode so maybe there'll be some developments there either if it's a flashback or an old archival news photo but apparently the waynes like we've gathered from the last few episodes that the waynes had something to do with arkham and we don't know what the plan is for arkham but maroney mentioned it this episode and fish and falcone have mentioned it too like that uh, whatever is going on with this gang war is tied to whatever is going to be happening with arkham and it's too early for me to even have any theories involving that. It looks like Fish gets uh, another gym uh, partner, but it's a female. <laughs> well, she was rather, you know, close in personal space. Yeah. I need a new weapon in my exercise regimen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was also a little promo that aired, at, you know, at the end of the episode. Um, and that's where um, Stella mentioned scene. Fish gained a new exercise partner. Yeah. There's a lot of screaming and... There's a lot of screaming. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he, takes, he takes him, you know, back to the same pier. He showed up to that wall like carnage of that one woman in Spider-Man. <laughs> that was rough. So maybe he takes him downstairs because he doesn't want, um, you know, Barbara to hear, like, their private gush. Any more theories or um, guesses about what's going to happen next week in Arkham? Uh, Gotham? <laughs> I hope we get more of a sense of what the – I mean, if Thomas Wayne is popping up, it's got to be what these plans are for Arkham and, and why it, it's so important for the city and why it could sort of change the balance of, of uh, power. So that's something that I'm interested in, and, and I hope that it's tackled. I hope that we will break the streak and have Barbara Keene mm-hmm. go outside. Okay. She's the opposite of Carl. Like, she she just stays in the house. Do you want her to go outside and get shot by a, through a deer? Yes. She doesn't have to get shot, but I mean, you know, 
Go outside. There's a whole world out there, Barbara Keen. I hope that that is. Uh, it looks good to me. I don't have. A, I don't have predictions. I don't know. Okay. Well, with that, this is the Gotham Chronicle podcast. I'm Josh. Uh, I'm Donovan. This is Stella. And we'll see you guys next week. Take care. There's a war coming. <laughs> and a podcast episode about the war. I mean, that's just me. I I don't like listening to myself more than I have to. So once I've recorded, I've basically lived it, so I don't listen to it again. So it's nothing on, like, the podcast. It's just... No. This is like when you went on to Crawl Space and said, who listens to Clone Saga Chronicles? And I think for, like, two episodes, we used that as a... Who said that? You did. I did. Yeah, you did. You did. I used it as an intro for, like, the next two episodes. When, like, during the call-in show and, like... I think Brad was saying all the shows that I was on, and Zach was like, oh, he's on Skullzog Chronicles 2, and you said, ha, who listens to that? And that was the intro for the show for months, I think years, actually. <laughs> no, it wasn't that long. Was I being serious or not? You, you, were, you were busting Zach's chops. Hello, you are listening to The Gotham Chronicle, powered by the TheBatmanUniverse.net. Why do you have Check to it. have these, like, dramatic pauses in between what you're saying? Hello. Hello. This is Stella interrupting me I'm doing the saying. intro. Well, whatever. You might as well start with something like something like Salvete. Yeah, that's Stella's right. <laughs> okay. I'll do one as one as Dustin, one as uh one as Stella, one as everyone has their own style. I'll do one as we'll be here for an hour. I love Justin's like like a little avatar on the TVU page. It's like Bruce with a beard from Venom. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, a podcast about the new TV series Gotham, airing on Fox, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. For other great Batman-related podcasts, check out. For other Batman-related podcasts, check out the BatmanUniverse.net. I'm Josh, and we have with us. This is Stella. I don't know if I should start the intro over or like just attempt to edit and salvage this one. (laughs) People know Consuela and so exactly. You have to say your real names, otherwise Dustin's bad. (laughs) It's Donovan. And today we are going to be discussing the episode Balloon Man. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Stella, your voice got a little low. Yes. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yes. Oh. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm reenacting the scene from When Mary Met Sally. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we, we, this is a we disaster. Already, this is not turning out well. No, but it'll be a great blooper section. I'm very happy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> robot Stella. Once you bring out the... All hope is lost. Okay. The events of Balloon Man. (laughs) Okay, I need a moment. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds funny. (laughs) 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 Sorry, that wasn't your fault. No, 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 I got the giggles too. <laughs> Again, once you go, you know, you need like at least five minutes. 
I'm trying to like work myself up to do a recap, a brief recap. I lost my train of thought because we inter- they introduced Maroni. Hey, hey, Ed, so sorry. I lost the last like 20 seconds because I tried to call, and when someone calls, it puts the Skype call on hold. Oh my god! It's okay. Calm down. Let's get through this, and then you. Oh, I know. No, just oh my god. Yeah, trust me. Doing a good, a good job, and only four. They're doing a good job, and um. Four. Hello. What happened to the other? <laughs> We're just ignoring Don. That's it. I can't even talk right now. Check, check. Well, <laughs> if you don't want to hear what I can say, I can always leave, leave you guys to continue. Could you please? Is your brother there this time? Yes. <laughs> you want him? He don't to show. He said he listened to the last episode. He listened to me recording the last episode. And he says, "I think you're in love with Stella, and I think that you guys talk too much shit on Dustin." That was that was your brother, not mine. Oh, I, I don't know who Stella who, who Stella was asking for, Denmark or Joseph. Oh, I was talking about. Yeah, I was talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so Dom was making a point. Yeah. Uh, was I? I don't know. God, I forgot. Uh, uh, One time, Stella and I released 99 Red Balloons, and we started World War III. They wrote a song about it. We're one of those balloons, the one that um, killed Strix's family. Uh, that, that's what I was thinking of, as opposed to your television show. That, that sounds familiar. That was during like the, like, the Night of the Owls and Batgirl. Like, during, like, uh, the attack on uh, Osaka? And then just like, downstairs and outside. Yes, downstairs and outside. The Downton Abbey podcast. That's okay. upstairs, downstairs. That's a different show. I know. Get your BBC <laughs> shows correct. Do you guys listen to Downton Abbey podcast? No. <laughs> Are you caught up, Stella? I just watched the betrayal that is episode two. So not episode three. Okay. This is like a very fun show. <laughs> Basically, uh, the world is still mean to Edith in episode three, and we still haven't found her boyfriend. Fiance. Are, are, we, yeah. are, we, are we walking away from this? Are we? Are we... No, I'm, I'm going to close it out. You need to calm clip. yourself down. I got a book to get back to. Thank you very much. Before you wreck yourself. Yeah, check yourself. That's what the one snowboarding place I went to. So, and I'm Miss Mary Crawley. <laughs> and I'm Lord Grantham. And Dustin is Isis. <laughs> that, that was, that's the dog, right? That's absurd. If he's Batman, then I'm the King of England. And they say I'm crazy. And I am Carson. Actually, if Dustin were a character, he would probably be Violet. That sounds like a female. Like, Which one was Violet again? I'm Violet. trying to remember. Oh, wasn't that the one that, like, um, um, the, the, the kitchen, the, the kitchen maid? Oh, Violet. Okay, Violet. the Dowager, the Dowager yes. Countess. Yes, yes. Mm, she finds out about, um, Lady Mary's, um, yes. adventures. <gasps> no, say it Oh, well, she does say something in the promo about stuff. Anyways, this is Stella. Oh, by the way, while you're listening to this, you're watching uh, The Flash. It's a premiere tonight. Why would they listen to this and watch The Flash? And, and, and this won't post until Friday, so... Do one or the other. Okay. But up, up, but up, up. That was the show. Yeah. I, I imagine it'll be about an hour because like, there's some stuff to cut out. <laughs> it, we, we, we recorded for about an hour and 20 minutes. 